statistically speaking, any brand that has a major service failure, including an airline that crashes a plane, if they deal with it well, they come out the other side stronger than before the service failure. So it's really important to realize this is an opportunity to show your character and your values. The second thing is for those positive reviews, of course say thank you, and I'm opportunistic. So I'm saying, if somebody likes you enough to leave you a review, go back to them and say, hey, do you mind if I share a little more about your experience? Kind of a mini case study. Three, two, one, zero, ignition, lift off. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. This is Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, America's number one small business expert. And I'm so excited to welcome you to another episode of the Small Biz Chat podcast. I am so excited for today's show. Now, the Small Biz Chat podcast is a peer-to-peer interview show where we give small business owners advice they probably would not be able to afford otherwise. The mission of the Small Biz Chat podcast is to end small business failure. Now, the goal of the Small Biz Chat Podcast is to give our audience an opportunity to get sage advice from multiple angles to grow your business. Now, it's time for me to introduce my guest. His name is Brian Ostrowski, and he is a local marketing expert and author who's dedicated his career to supporting small businesses in local communities. As the founder and CEO of Localable, I hope I pronounced that right, as well as the author of Marketing 345, The Business Owner's Guide to Effective Local Marketing in 15 Minutes or Less. Brian has taught thousands of small business owners with dozens of local workshops on main streets and state programs around the U.S. And for more information, you guys can go to localable.com. Brian, welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. It is great to be here with you. It's a little challenge to go from listener hearing all this great stuff to someone who needs to then turn around and, you know, share, but uh, it's good to be here. Well, you know, hopefully the good energy feeds your soul. That's what I want. So let's talk about local marketing. Cause I think a lot of times yeah. everybody talks about online marketing, online marketing, online marketing. And I think local retail marketing sometimes gets lost and we still got main street businesses everywhere. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. So what is local marketing and how is it different from traditional online marketing? Well, a lot of the components are the same, right? You need to have a website, you need to have a brand identity, but how that's manifest, how you communicate those things, and frankly, the scale of it tends to be quite a bit different. I often say that, you know, at the local level, you're outmanned, you're outgunned, you don't have the resources of these big competitors, but you have two things they can't approach, and that is authenticity and relationships. And so we want to do a lot to help you leverage those things uh, in telling your story. Awesome, awesome. All right, so 88% of mobile online searches for local businesses are really searches for intent. People are either going to go there or they're going to call there in the next day. So how can small businesses that are local be prepared? Like, what do they have to do to make sure that call comes to them? That's a really fantastic question. And so much of it comes down to 
search engine optimization, one of these scary three-letter acronyms that people throw around. Really, it's about having information about your business. I can't tell you how many small restaurants do catering. Nowhere on their website do they talk about catering. Nowhere can you learn about their catering experience. And yet when I grab my phone and I'm looking for catering, why would I find them? I wouldn't. I need to make sure as a business owner that I'm telling you about the services I offer and I'm sharing examples of how I've done this in the past. So if I've done a successful catering job that's happened locally, a great thing for me to do is to do a little blog post, another four-letter word there, but do a post highlighting some of the things that I've done. And if it was at a notable local business, now all of a sudden I'm talking about lots of local things when people are searching locally. Right. So how, what are some of the common mistakes though that local marketers make? I mean, I know one is like they don't have a click to call button on their website. That makes me super crazy. Don't make me wreck my car trying to figure out how to call you. And I got to remember with my feeble memory, your phone number to dial you. Like, are you kidding me with that? So that's one, but I'm sure you have others, but that's like my personal bugaboo. Well, I mean, you're assuming, of course, they have a website. Statistically, somewhere around 50% of small businesses still don't, which is a major problem. And those who do, I would say, often don't have what I call an effective website, meaning it's not mobile friendly. They don't have the ability to update it without some tech guy that they got to contact. And then, of course, they're missing things like those calls to action, or as I sometimes refer to it, a click here next dummy button, because we're all so distracted you got to tell me what that next thing is I should do at this point. Right, right. So some of these folks don't have a website. You know, if they do is an old website that's not optimized, it's not mobile friendly, the pages don't load quickly, right? You know, so there's all these other issues. But, you know, how can they still, I mean, like, if you are that person, right, if we're talking to you right now, what is it that they could do to turn the ship around, like right now? What could we do to help them get a mobile optimized website with local SEO? What can we do to help them? And how much would they need to invest to make that happen? So first and foremost, you want to appease the Google gods, of course. So you need to claim your Google business profile, formerly Google My Business, formerly five or six other things. It's free to do. It affects how you appear on Google Maps. And to some extent on Google search. Of course, all of that changes daily. In terms of getting a website that is effective, you you have a a bunch, a bunch of options, right? There's a lot of do-it-yourself options out there. Not necessarily the best option, but maybe, and definitely offers the lowest cost opportunity. There are local providers who can help you with all sorts of things. I would encourage you, if you work with a local marketing person, find someone who views this as a marketing activity, not a coder. You don't need somebody to code you something from scratch. You wanna move the needle forward. Of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Locable in this mix, but there's a lot of options out there. On a monthly basis, you should be looking at somewhere between 15 and $50 for a website and related marketing tools. And then from a setup fee, if you do it yourself, it's free. Sometimes local folks will charge two to 4,000 a month. Our packages start in the 375 to 875 range. So there's different options depending on what you're looking for. Now, what about some of the templated sites, you know, like Wix, Squarespace, you know, some of those guys, Shopify, you know, some of those guys, like, is it worth 
looking at some of that like that's they seem like they've simplified that stuff a lot more lately yeah you know the the notion of cookie cutter gets a bad rap right i don't want a cookie cutter site but why do we have cookie cutters so the cookies look good Right? right, they don't just that's fall apart. Success. They don't no, whatever. So clues everywhere. That's why it's like, why would you? Why would you? <laughs> let's go invent a website. No, let's like you know, let's let you put your brand colors on this yeah. one. You know, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're doing something unique online, you're doing it wrong. That's basically the rule of thumb. But yeah, I mean, all of those services make doing websites fairly straightforward. I like certain options that you mentioned more than others, which I won't get on here now because I don't want to get sued. But but there's a lot of good options. And the key is it's about telling your story, as I said. So it's it's sharing experiences from real life. See, we all use inside baseball, right? We all have our jargon. We all have our thing that is really accurate, but most people don't understand. The best way to help people understand things is with examples. And the more examples you can give, I, I can see myself in that situation and go, oh, I get it. You can help me with my kid's birthday party or birthday cake or my office party or whatever the thing is. So you want to give people a chance to see themselves working with your business. I love it. I love it. All right. So let's talk about those pesky reviews people give people out here. So, you know, there's lots of places where you can give people reviews. Google reviews. We got Yelp is probably the biggest one that I hear most small business owners yammering about. But, you know, Angie's List, all that kind of stuff. How should a small business embrace reviews, solicit reviews, right? You know, I think a lot of people just want to get out here and respond to a review when it's bad. And I'm always like, no, actually, you should respond to all of them so that you don't look like some defensive jerk out here. Just no, what we what happened was you, you don't want to be that person right online. Yeah. But but how could a local business really benefit from reviews and actively proactively go out and, and seek reviews? So reviews are this magical opportunity to get customers to talk about you in their own words. And their perspective is probably more like the other customers you want than yours is. So you want to really look at the language people use. How can I weave this into my messaging? You know, I might be talking about it over here and they're talking about it over there. I want to line up with them. So that's the first thing. Be mindful about that feedback that you get. Now, in terms of positive and negative reviews, I think we can all share examples of that crazy person who left a bad review and it's just not legit. So first off, don't sweat those, right? Everybody gets them, everybody has them. When we see it, we know it, right? It's not meaningful. So then you get into the legitimate reviews. If it's negative, make it right. Figure out where the service failure was. And I remember in business school, uh, in, in a service marketing class, we were looking at the fact that statistically speaking, any brand that has a major service failure, including an airline that crashes a plane, if they deal with it well, they come out the other side stronger than before the service failure. So it's really important to realize this is an opportunity to show your character and your values. The second thing is for those positive reviews, of course, say thank you, and I'm opportunistic. So I'm saying, if somebody likes you enough to leave you a review, go back to them and say, hey, do you mind if I share a little more about your experience? Kind of a mini case study. And this sounds super intimidating, Within marketing three, four, five, we have these prompt-based templates where you literally just answer questions. It's super simple, but it allows you to use these real-world examples. 
Now, you asked about how do I make this a part of my business? And if reviews are something you care about, then it should start in the sales process. And at the risk of sounding a little cheesy and cliche, if I'm selling to you, I'm going to say, hey, Melinda, my goal is to strive for five-star service. And if we get to the end of this and I deliver, can I count on you for a review? Right. And so now you're getting some accountability built in. And along the way, if it's a longer project, hey, am I, am I delivering on that promise I was working on? If not, how do I get there? And at the end, all right, we're all done. Did I deliver on that five-star service? Can I count on you for a review? And so you're conditioning your customers to come along with you. And at that point, the number one thing you can do is make it painless. And so there's a lot of ways to do this. Uh, we have some tools where you can send an invite to somebody to say, hey, will you leave us a review? And they can respond and reciprocate and, and sort of skip the middleman, so to speak. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about geo-tracking, you know, geo-tracking ads? Because I think that's something that local businesses should be doing. And I don't know that enough of them know about it. And so can you just talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so I think there's a lot of mysticism around advertising in general. In fact, most small businesses that I talk to use the words advertising and marketing interchangeably. And that, that's a, a big mistake. You know, advertising is like uh, doing bench press where marketing is like going to the gym and working out your whole body, right? It's one narrow piece. So first I want to say geo-targeting gives you the ability to reach people in a very specific location, which is a wonderful thing. But we've seen it executed in interesting ways, I'll say. You know, sometimes I hear people say, oh, you can hit people who walk into your store with a coupon. And I'm like, if you're walking into my store, I don't want to give you a discount. You're already there. Right. right. So you want to be intentional. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> uh, and, and the other thing is, I think that when people think about geotargeting, they think that if you walk into my perimeter, whatever that is, I can punch you in the face with a message and it's going to get to you. And that, that's not how it works. You need to be in an app and then the message will be delivered. And so there's a role for it. I think it's part of the equation. And an important thing to note, coming full circle to the website thing, what's going to happen when someone hits the, gets that ad from you? They're going to click on it, and they're going to go to your website. And if your website's garbage, if it doesn't have a call to action, if the message doesn't align, your ad was effective, and you didn't get a customer, and that's the worst possible outcome. So I often talk about focus on the foundation, and then choose what makes sense to build upon that. Yeah, no, that's actually something that I talk about a lot. Like, look, if your website sucks, please don't go use social media because you got to spend your time fixing that first. Big, big fan and proponent of what you're saying. And Brian, tell me the best business advice you've ever gotten. Well, two sides of the same coin. The first is show up. And the second is to do what you say you're going to do, right? There's nothing worse than when someone says, hey, I'll follow up with you. And it's crickets. If you're not going to follow up, don't say it. And if you say it, make sure you can deliver. There you go. Keep your word. I love it. I love that. All right, Brian, what's your favorite podcast? I'm a little uh, gun shy about saying, but I love stirring the pot. So Joe Rogan covering all the different topics he covers. I mean, they're long, but they are fantastic. So yeah, I mean, you, you're committed. A three hour podcast is a long podcast, but you know, I'm not mad at you. And you know, that's his hustle and it works for him. All right. What is your favorite business app? I'm like reaching for my phone, trying to scroll through uh, Google Workspace. We live in that. It's, you know, Gmail for business and all of that. So it, it makes things pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Last night, I was working on a contract with my business partner and we're live writing over each other in Google Docs. It was it's pretty amazing. What is your favorite old school marketing tip? 
I, uh, I'm actually an introvert. I don't know if I come across that way, but you know, in-person networking is challenging for me. So what I figured out was if you show up first at the event, you become a de facto greeter and all of a sudden everyone's coming to your party. And so it totally changes the dynamic. I love that. That's a good one. That's a really good one. All right, Brian, what's your favorite book? Wait, that's my book. I can't say that. All right. So almost anything by Peter Drucker is gold. Uh, The Effective Executive is a fantastic book. If you don't know Peter Drucker, he wrote for 70 years on business and management and brilliant, timeless knowledge, timeless insights. A lot of it's about being intentional with your time and how little you can control. So be real intentional about it. So The Effective Executive by Peter Drucker is fantastic. I love it. I love it. And you guys, I always have to share mine. It is Disrupt You by Jay Samet. And what I love about this book is he says, in order to disrupt the world, you need to start by disrupting yourself. All right. Thank you so much for being my guest tonight on the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Thank you all for joining me for this episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. If you're still working on your digital pivot, be sure to check out my Small Biz Lady University, where you can sign up for my latest course, Social Media Selling. It goes live February 1st, so go ahead and sign up for your spot right now. I can't wait to help you finally start making the money you deserve online. So don't forget to head over to smallbizladyuniversity.com. And thank you all for joining me for another episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Our mission here is to end small business failure. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and I will leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, Visit SucceedAsYourOwnBoss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.